Welcome back to Inroads Plays. This is The Glass Dagger, Episode 4. I'm your host, Jeff Romo, Dungeon Master, semi extraordinaire. And I am joined by the fantabulous, the erstwhile, the modest cast of Min Max Podcast. I'm laying it on a little thick. Yeah, maybe just a shit. It's late. It's late. Come on. <laughs> and coffee is losing its grip. And brain is melting. Yeah. So we got Ashley. We got Kyle. We got Alan. They're actually sticking around for four episodes in a row. This is pretty cool. I'm stoked. Feel somewhat uh somewhat humbled by the idea that I'm surrounded by such wonderful our peers and such beautiful minds. So I am looking forward to jumping right back into the episode, right into this show. Uh, but uh, but first, let's just go real quick around the table. Let's see. The first thing that pops in your head, and then how you doing? So Ashley, go. Well, super weird, because I was thinking about my character when you said first thing that pops in your head. I thought teeth, because I was trying to imagine how big a hippo's teeth were. <laughs> That's legitimately what I was thinking. <laughs> That's awesome. That's pretty good. <laughs> pretty good. And aside from the teeth, how are you doing? Doing great. I wonder how large and how long the fl- the container of floss would have to be. Mm. Well, you have one length of silk rope for climbing, the other for flossing, ideally. There you go. You could double his fishing line. Yeah, that works. That works. Alan, first thing on your mind, go. Uh, is the book and or movie A Beautiful Minds? <laughs> How horrifically appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. Other than that, I'm pretty good. And on that bombshell, good night. Um, <laughs> good night and good luck. Good night and good luck. How are you doing, Alan? I'm doing pretty well. It's... Yeah. It is nice and early here again, and so, again, waking up with Dungeons & Dragons. It's kind of hard not to enjoy this. (laughs) Best part of waking up (laughs) is Dungeons & Dragons. (laughs) I have to say, though, because it's so late for me and Kyle, I have to think that I've got... Well, thankfully, right now, I'm counting how many people are in the room. One, two, three, four, five. I only have five NPCs that I'll probably be rolling around in my head when I go to sleep tonight, so that's kind of <laughs> nice. So uh, it's fun. It's fun. It keeps you up at night, Dungeons and Dragons. That's what it does. Kyle, Kyle what's, Kyle, on, what's your on, mind? on your mind? First thing in your head, go. <laughs> okay, legitimately, <laughs> cheese and sprinkles. <laughs> no, I can't. I, I'm trying to trace the connection. I know where it comes from. Because it's from the movie Rio, which is a kid's movie about a blue macaw, if you haven't seen it. And it's it's pretty seen cute, it. and it's quite funny, and I enjoy it greatly. But I have no idea what that has to do with the present circumstance, or why it's in my brain, or why it was triggered when you said first thing. Because I hear those words, and I just see like a donut with blue frosting <laughs> mm. and sprinkles. And that was my okay. mind in that moment. 
I can buy that. Yeah. I can buy that. I Freud would have a heyday with that one, I feel like, but we're just going to... Uh, why? Because of donuts? <laughs> I, I, can ha- just... I can have a donut right now. Yeah. I could, too, actually. Well, you got to go there. What, <laughs> what, am I mental? Because I want a donut now? Because <laughs> you said donuts, now I want a donut? <sighs> it's contagious. It's we all We all just need pastry therapy. Going to move on from that horrific comment. <laughs> Quite a few horrific things going on here today. Not not the least of which is your denigration of pastry. I'm not. So, no. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 Kyle. No, no. I won't stand for it. That's why, well, that's why I'm sitting. That is true. Yeah. That is yeah, that's fine. what we are all doing. That's fine. That's fine. We can move on from this. We can pick up the pieces. Yeah. I think we'll be all right. Uh, yeah, maybe. We'll be all right. Maybe. <laughs> I think you broke Ashley. So. <laughs> <laughs> We're all recovering. Everybody, we bring it back. I'm a mature bring it back. adult. Rain it in. Rain it in. <laughs> I am a mature adult. This isn't a soundtrack. You can't just keep repeating that. Um, okay. If we keep repeating that over and over again, they will think that D&D is evil because we keep repeating <laughs> chants like that. I'm a mature adult. I'm a mature adult. I will not make fun of pastry. You know, you know. some might just call that the icing on the cake. Wow, okay. Mm, I like that, but um, I'm afraid you're off the shelf. <laughs> um, all right, so uh, moving on with two characters, we can do this. Okay. I think we're ready. I think we're ready. We're all loosened up. We're ready to go. We're having fun. This is this is all about the fun. We begin this time with a tree. It's one of those those beautiful oak trees with the with the gigantic crown of leaves and branches. The sun is is shining towards us, shining through the leaves and the and just kind of giving us little. Little brilliances here and there as uh, as we kind of squint against the light, and all around us we hear the indistinct sounds of birds, little critters, you know, scrambling back and forth in the in the grass. We hear uh, a babbling brook, and it's uh, it's a peaceful moment. the uh, the camera The camera flips to a face, a female halfling face. He was looking into the looking into the sun, looking through the leaves, just watching, and has one eye closed as uh, she's uh, she's squint against the the brilliance of the of the sun. She smiles, closes her eyes, and breathes in her nose and out her mouth. What are you thinking about? What's on your mind? Well, uh, right now, uh, it's kind of that uh, if you keep uh, looking at the sun like that, you're probably going to go blind. <laughs> what are you talking about, Sin? That's not something that would happen. It's only only if you keep your eyes open for, for too long. That's all. That's kind of how that works, except, uh, I mean, uh, the, the burning of retinas is not something... Uh, well, uh, give it a rest, Rosie. What are you thinking about? I'm thinking that 
we could stay here a bit longer. Before the, before the sun goes down, we can, we can make it back home. I don't think it'd be too far. What do you say? Perhaps a bit of lunch before we go back? Yeah, I, I think we could probably do a little bit of lunch. Um, we just gotta make sure that we get back, uh, give ourselves at least an hour or two before nightfall. Uh, I, I don't want to get lost in this woods. Um, it, it, we don't want to go too deep, and we're already a little bit deep anyway, and I don't want to get turned around. You don't believe the master's tales about manticores here, do you? Well, um, I, I would like to say that uh, I, I don't, but uh, if I'm a little bit honest, I mean, though the habitat is not right, I don't know that I want to be out here and find out if it is correct or not. Well, just have a seat next to me. Come on, just have a seat. Sim walks over and he sits down, just kind of flops on the ground. Put the book down. (sighs) Flop. Now close your eyes. Listen. Listen to the birds. Listen to the the wind through the trees. You can't get that from books now. You get that from life. That's true. You get that from experiencing. You feel something tickling at the back of your ear. Oi! What? What is it? Was that not you? What? I'm sitting here just like you. Just listening to the world. You you didn't tickle my... Sim's gonna slowly start to turn around. You look behind you, and there's the incline of a of a meadow. There's a particular tree up there. Uh, it, it's a special tree for you. It's not the one that she was looking at, but it's a particularly special tree to you, or maybe to both of you. Why, you know why that is? It, it definitely is one of those trees where uh, picture the the tree that you and your friends used to meet at or play around when you were growing up. This was kind of that for them. This is where they first met stumbling running out into the woods and just kind of and sim had run up on rosie in the shady spot of the tree because it's his it was his favorite reading place and so he would take his books and go sit out and sit there and she was there except she was playing with sticks and like smacking the tree and like having a sword fight the complete antithesis of sim and yet they became best friends What you say to uh, to walk up to the old tree, eh? Come on. And she uh, she hops up, starts bounding towards the tree. I think she's. Come on, leave the book. Come on. Uh, Sim does not leave the book. He tucks the book immediately into his little pou- or into his little bag, and then follows after her. So yeah, you you, you bound up after her, and she uh, she rounds the bowl of the tree, and uh, disappears out of sight for a moment. Uh, Rosie? There is a time in life that we must take a breath.
Where are you? Sim? Sim? Sim sneaks around the opposite way of the tree. She's not there. Sim fully circles the tree. Still not there. He's going to look up at the tree. The leaves are gone. It's winter. (sighs) Seems just like yesterday we were running around this tree. Pick me up, Sim. Sim leans over. And he he picks up a small blackish stone and you see him resettle it into a necklace on his chest. Sorry about that. Uh, I did not mean to uh, let you fall out there. I, I got a little bit carried away visiting the old tree. There are times in life when we must let ourselves live. And breathe. And I think, like, the scene drifts a bit. He used to sing that all the time, and the thing I never used to be able to tell you was there are days, there aren't moments when we can't live and not breathe. So your 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 song has a bit of a uh, logical fallacy there, dear. <laughs> Sometimes you have to put down the book. Sometimes you have to close your eyes so you can see. Sim will plop down in front of the tree and nestle into the old spot and close his eyes for a bit. And I think as you reopen your eyes, we're in the office again. The episode title comes across The Glass Dagger, Episode 4, Family. So what are you saying? You're just going to leave me? Should I stay here? Should I get into my hazy hole? What about the others downstairs? Do you have a trustworthy healer that you... Well, uh, trust? I suppose I should... Uh, I could call her Maggie. She could come. Fine. If I can get the others awakened, then that should be okay. I should think that the... That the... You know, threat has been... Uh, terminated at this point, and uh, I uh, well, I have your card, so I know how to reach you. Should any news reach us that you should, um, well, return to your said hidey hole. Well, uh, that's very good. I, it would be a pleasure to do some business with you. Um, I don't know what the uh, the other talents of uh, the others are. Um, if you are looking for some, uh, uh, do you juggle? And he points towards them. I mean, uh, I might be able to do a little bit of it, but that is not one of my uh, specialities. Um, not, not to be rude, uh, but we do have um, a kind of a pressing matter. And uh, Grimace, right, right. I, I believe you are going to lead us, uh, lead us there. And Grimace, who's been like standing by the door at this point, is like. Yep. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> take it away, said Pac Master. Let's go. Bartley, we'll find you later. 
Business later. That is always very Aye, aye, later. We'll, I got it. we'll come back. Yes, yes, yes. The good rule of thumb, uh, safety first. <laughs> I think Uchiha looks back at uh, at the gnome and says, uh, "This one is sorry." And he like he turns and he he follows after the rest of you <laughs> and heads after uh, after you guys. So yeah, so you guys you, you guys head down the stairs out into this open warehouse that's been turned into a, a type of theater. Bodies are still there, and I shouldn't say bodies, but the unconscious forms of the employees of uh, uh, Heidelberg Bartley that are still there. I mean, you guys head towards the door. What's the what's the plan? All right, we know Lenka was in the at the Redlands uh, last we saw him. Does anyone remember if he said where he was going after that? Oh, oh, I um, I I had I had assumed maybe he lived somewhere near, if not in, the tavern. Uh, he doesn't. I live in the tavern, but we can go ask Toby. Toby will probably know. But we better move fast. Alright, let's go. I-, I know where. I know where Back Leader goes. It's uh, Barada. He's like straightening his tunic and uh, working his shoulder a bit. I, I know where he goes. Where Gobs and Keg go. Where? Tell us. As you guys look at the door, he, he gestures towards the left, and he, uh, he makes his way away from water. That is his home. He, uh, he, again, he kind of, uh, he's just basically gesturing away from where you guys are. Okay. It's further, further down Fish Street, before Snail. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna scruff him again, I'm gonna place him on my shoulder. <laughs> Ah, it's much higher up here. This one enjoys the height. Thank you very much, <laughs> buddy. <laughs> um, so someone who knows Waterdeep pretty darn well. Do I have any sense of where he might be trying to? From what little he said, at least some sort of bearing to go on. Yeah, I think I think he's basically pointing um, pointing east of where you guys are. Okay, and and actually, if you want. What's the, uh, I think we're rolling history checks left and right. Why don't you give me a history check? Kay. That'll uh, kind of give me a bearing on. Oh, those rolls. Those rolls are still still hot. Oh, and history is not a good thing for me. Uh, six. six. Okay. <laughs> I think like, you're, you're, you're pointing down towards one direction, and you, you see um, Barada is like veering off a little bit, vectoring away from the direction you're going mm. in. And he looks, he stops and looks back and says, You... Elder Kin, do you wish to go that way? You can follow me. Uh, no, sorry. Uh, I misunderstood what you said. Uh, lead the way. We'll follow. Quickly, lad, quickly. It is my honor to do so, Elder Kin. And uh, he, he bows and, uh, and places he places two clawed hands together as, as <laughs> such and, and makes a, uh, a proper bow. And uh, he, he moves on. It is our duty to reclaim our honor from our pack for our pack leader. Klaatu will not have died in vain. He moves. He's he kind of scuttles <laughs> on, and I think he like realizes he's getting ahead of you, and then like, he pauses mm. and turns around and waits. And, and you guys... Sim has whipped out his notebook again and is taking notes on this interaction. <laughs> <laughs> um, as we start moving again, Grimace is going to reach into his satchel and pull out a cowl and just pull the hood over his head, so he's kind of got a little bit of of coverage over the top of his head. And I think like as you're as you're kind of moving along, um. 
Uchu looks over and says, This one does not understand, but will not question Elder Ken. Why does it hide its face? We'll, we'll deal with it later, lad. We'll deal with it later. There'll be plenty of time to talk mm. when Lenka's not in danger. As you wish, Elder Ken. As you wish, this one will will abide. He actually, like, pulls up part of, uh, part of Halorthias' coat <laughs> and, like, puts it over his head. And, uh, and he's like... <laughs> This is most undignified. That is not how a uniform should be utilized. (laughs) (laughs) So you guys, you guys are making your way through the streets. Who's doing what as you guys are traveling? I would assume some are are watching the streets. There's there's things like you know, making sure I'm not going to blunder into a a a bad scene, or or is paying attention to the directions that you guys are following, that sort of thing, or or looking to try and be stealthy. What's the what's the approach like? How are you guys going to direct that? I think it'd probably be this is what I'd been imagining that Brava's been leading, directing us as where to go. I would assume. <laughs> Elderkin is close behind because he knows the area well enough. I don't know, Sim, where you would think you would be, but I imagine Hal with his pistol out, like just trying to to keep cover for everybody, like consistently scanning with like his dagger and another his other hand, kind of just like this the whole time, just okay. like perpetually scanning. Sim would probably be in front of Hal, and he's going to. In one hand, he's got his little notebook that he's been taking notes in, but in that, you'll notice that tucked between two fingers is a dagger, and so he's got a dagger underneath the notebook, and he's writing and taking notes, but at a second's notice, uh, you notice that this that this little notebook actually has a small cord that's attached to it, and you realize at any moment he could drop this thing. And it's just hanging from like a little lanyard around his neck, so it's just his—it's <laughs> so like his reporter's notebook and tactical sling awesome. for his yeah. notebook. <laughs> and even the little uh, nub of charcoal that he has written has a small little twine holder on it, so he can drop that too, and the whole thing stays together, so he can at a moment's notice go from writing things to action. Um, <laughs> Simeon, I just had a thought while we were. Uh... While we were um walking here, uh, you do you still have that glass dagger? Why, yes, indeed. Um, I might uh wrap it up. Hmm. Something. It's just making me uneasy the way they were talking about it. All right, and he's going to uh go ahead and like stick it into his pouch, and just an inner pocket of his coat. Keep it secret. Keep it safe. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh. That, yes. Sacreds and safe. <laughs> all right, so DM's uh, player service announcement. All of you have inspiration charged for excellent roleplay. Be sure to use it. I'll be, and if I don't award it as often as you guys like, remind me, tell me, because sometimes I just get lost in your excellent play. So uh, player service announcement at an end. Who's going to manage the stealth role? Who's going to be in the lead of that? I'm thinking Grimace is, you know, is probably right up front there with Barada and is really focused on like, okay, I know the city. We've already had like this brief discussion going into the warehouse in the first place of these guys haven't really done this sort of thing before. So Grimace is like starting to go back in his mind. Yeah. Um, and so I'll probably, 
helm the stealth role and he's very focused on like he's starting to kind of map things in his mind of okay like okay we're here we're headed in this direction where are the bad neighborhoods relative to here what's the danger you know what do i know to be on the lookout for as we're kind of moving through this particular section of the city yeah you know what okay then go ahead and roll stealth okay we do that <laughs> there we go that's a natural 19 which will bring me up to a 24 for stealth very nice. good Okay, and then, Lieutenant, if I can have you roll a perception check, please. Wait. Well, that's a 10. Okay. Well, I don't know. Sim, are you... You're also kind of looking around and surveying, but how are you doing that? I mean, he's he's finished taking notes now, so he's just kind of tucked his traveler notebook inside of his coat, and... Uh, he's just kind of keeping an eye out. He's scanning the roofs, scanning, um, looking for dark places that he can dart to if things are necessary. Hmm. Okay. Uh, go ahead and give me a perception check there, too. That's a nine. Total. We're so safe. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely perfect. <laughs> Nobody can see us. Okay, so you guys, uh, you guys are making your way through. So the alleys start to narrow a bit, and as you're as they narrow, the uh, the buildings start to kind of become a little bit more stacked on top of one another. This is an area of uh, of dock ward where you know, sailors live. Um, there's you know some of the merchants, that sort of thing. They can't afford to live in some of the better districts. Live in this area. I think maybe this you've been in the relative neighborhood grimace before, sure. so you kind of have a general idea of where Linka um, lives. So much as a home, as potentially a hideout, sure of sorts. It's it's not that you've ever been there; it's just that you know in that general direction. You maybe you've either come out this way and, and escorted somebody who is going to go out and see him, and you just mm-hmm. kind of whatever the reason may be. As you get closer, you start getting quieter. As you're looking around, you 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 start to see some uh, some shadowy areas that you think would be you know kind of good hiding hiding spots. You're observing one such location as 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 Barada pulls up and and stops and, and says, "We we are here. Is that one over there?" And he he points a, a clawed finger towards a um, a five story building that you don't know how it's being held together. Um, he says, it is the top one. There is a way in here and a way in around the alley and one in the sewers. And then what was your perception, Lieutenant? Uh, ten. You're observing for, for threats, but also observing the approach. And you're, as you're, you're looking through the area, you've there's some people here and there. That are kind of wandering to and fro. You know, a couple of drunken sailors are moving by. Um, there's another. It looks like a homeless person who's kind of passed out on the curb. And this, this area, I think something that you notice is that maybe the place where you stay, the curbs are a bit taller here. This area here, the curbs are a bit lower. Like it's just been worn down. And this, you know, there's just this. This is just a worn out area. And the people, the few denizens you see walking around seem to be that way, but you're not picking up any particular threats at this point. But uh, one thing catches your eye. 
and when you see Brada point up to that top window, you see a shadow pass by it. Tall, skinny shadow. Just as quickly as you see it, it disappears. Um, eyes sharp, boys. I I think I saw something. All right. Saw something like what? Like, um, uh, certainly, and I mean no offense by this, but skinnier than any of us. And, um, I, um, well, it was just very quick. Unnerved me a bit. Uh, where, where did you see it? Yeah, up, up top. I'm trying not to, trying not to, trying to act, act casual, as they say. All right, uh, maybe we should, uh, get inside then? Barada, what's the fastest way up? The, the front, or the alley. If we go through the sewers, it takes time to get to their entrance. All right. Lead us in, lad. Come on, we've got to get up there. Which way, Elderkin? Which one do you choose? He's going to turn to the other two. Get their thoughts. Front or back? I say let's go for the alley. Right. You heard the man. You make your way towards the alley. And, and, and move into it uh, to, to try and find that entrance. And I think Barada, you know, he points it out. And, and uh, I think you feel, um, Haurothius, you feel um, Uju kind of like tense up a little bit. And uh, he's, he's, he's not cowering, but he's kind of cringing a little, a little like an instinctive fear. Come on now, stiff upper lip. <sighs> this one feels like he's being watched. What direction is this feeling coming from? All around. This one not comfortable. Feel safe with you. With Elder Ken. We will fight. Fight through fear. We'll need you too. For Glatu. For Linka, yes. This one fight. Okay, remember who your pack leader is at this time. Elder Ken. Very good. Yes. This one follow. All right. Then you guys hear like a like a thump from up above, like uh, and then the breaking of glass. Can we see the window from where we are here? That's uh, kind of. I'm like this makes good radio. I'm looking. <laughs> yes. Um You guys are uh, you guys are like up against the wall of the alley, sure. and yeah, you can, you can kind of look up. I mean, now you can't quite see much okay. from down from down here. But uh, Barada points up ahead, and there you see a. Uh, there's like a, a stack of boxes, and he uh, he's kind of working his way around the boxes and through like where they're stacked. He looks back, and he looks, and he winces over at uh, at the lieutenant, and might have to move boxes. Barada forgot. <laughs> Grimace is just gonna rush over and just like as many as he can grab in his rather broad-shouldered, hulking grasp, just kind of lift and move. What y'all doing here? There's a voice down at the end of the alley from where you guys entered. Making a bit of a fuss, are we? Which, which direction from the alley are we hearing that voice? Uh, the entrance of the alley. So you guys made your way into the alley, heading towards the back, and then back from where you came, you hear uh, a voice um, 
you look back and you see uh, the silhouette of uh, somebody who's like about five and a half feet tall. Humanoid. Um, one can ask you the same thing. No, no, no. Grimmauld didn't make any noise. As is quite apparent. But you lot, you lot make an awful lot of noise. Well, um, we are looking for a lost pocket watch. Oh, pocket watch, eh? Oh, you, you just missed a group of gnomes selling watches right down the street. The tinkers must have moved a little bit further faster than I thought they would have. Well, hey, if you hurry, you can catch them. I think we're comfortable here. DM, does Lenka have any sort of, like, street name that I would know of? Uh, four fingers. Just four fingers? Okay. Yeah, that's a street sure, name, okay. basically. Yeah. Um, I mean, his his actual last name is Merriweather. Okay. Everybody calls him four fingers. Gotcha. Seems cooler. <laughs> Seems counterintuitive. <laughs> Grimace is just going to, he's... he's it gonna bring up and kind of brandish the, the quarterstaff, not super threateningly, but in a, I'm not a pushover kind of way. Uh, and he's just gonna say, <clears throat> "We're here to see four fingers. You can either stop us, or you can let us in." Here to see four fingers, you say? Well, I'd known that. Well, probably would have announced myself. I wouldn't want to get in the way of any business. What do you think? He he looks over and uh, from around the corner there's a, a taller figure. Slim of build, but hunching a bit. Uh, he's probably pushing a little bit over six feet, but the uh, the light of a of a torch across the street uh, catches his face and you can tell the distinctive features of a bugbear. This is not where you want to be. You should get moving. I think it should be made known uh, that uh, <clears throat> when I make up my mind to be somewhere, um, I've made a, a measured decision, and uh, I I think, upon reflection, that I'm still just as equally, uh, if not more so, confident in, in my choice. So um, I'm going to give you the opportunity to uh, piss off, Um not to be rude, but uh, uh, yes, I, I think we are precisely where we have decided we, we would like to be. Your choice. I think like, your your sentence is punctuated by another crash from up above. Hmm. The two uh, the two at the end of the alley look up and then they they look back towards you and they and they say, or I, I think uh, like the bugbear says, "Can't have you interfering." This ain't your business. But as for pissing off, well, I just can't do that tonight. He stands away from uh, the the slim human. Slim human pulls what looks to be a weapon. So I think it'd be initiative time. (laughs) We have the lieutenant at 16. Hmm. Our erstwhile monk. Uh, it's 13. How you like it? I like where it's going. I like where it's going. Okay. All right. Uh, 15. So, Gobbs, well, 
you kind of surmise probably that it is Gobbs. Uh, Gobbs um, looks towards the end of the out. Looks looks towards the direction of you guys. Uh, I don't. I don't want this. He he pulls a uh, a club. He he basically just kind of stands ready at the end of the alley, uh, waiting. And I say there's probably like about a little bit under thirty feet separating you guys. So that's uh, that's his turn. Uh, next up, we have the LT. All right, Lieutenant General, Arvius Hughes. Let's make some noise. I'm gonna I'm gonna aim with my pistol at probably. <laughs> Who's the bigger one? Keg? Um, well, there's there's a there's a humanoid that's probably like about five and a half feet tall, oh, and then you have that six over six foot tall. Yeah, I think I'm gonna aim for the bugbear. <gasps> Son of a nut! Why is it every? Mm. I'm gonna have to get a new gun. Oh, that's a seven. <laughs> this gun's <laughs> crap. seriously standard issue. <laughs> now you have uh, as a, as a gif you have dark vision. Correct? Say that again. Yeah, as a gif you have dark vision. Correct? Uh, you know what? I actually don't. I don't think I do. Let me check. Double check your character sheet here, real quick. Oh, At least I don't remember that. No, I don't see dark vision. Okay. Which it's it's not too much of a problem right now. You've got a couple of torches that kind of give relative dim light, so it's not going to have any impact. But I think maybe just kind of the flickering shadows may kind of play a little mm-hmm. bit. At your uh, at your vision, and I don't want to take away the idea that you have dark visions with the narrative. Coloring in the reason why you may have missed, and uh, uh, the explosion of the of the gun rings through the alley, uh, ricochets off the wall. Somewhere in the distance, a cat screams. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, so... <laughs> um, do you want to move? Um. See, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking modern alley. So I was like, is there a dumpster? Um, <laughs> is there like a like a set of crates? I know we were moving boxes earlier. Is there like a set of crates that like he could crouch behind? Yeah. Yeah, I think you can. Yeah, the crates that you guys were trying okay. to move to get into the, the alley door. Yeah, you guys can you, can. you can grab a. Okay. I think that's what he does at this point. Okay. So you got to move behind cover there. All right, that will bring us up to Simeon. From within Simeon's coat, you all of a sudden kind of see him move his hip in a way you haven't really seen him do, and he swings it around, or swings around, and all of a sudden a light crossbow comes up from beneath his coat, and he's going to go ahead and fire. All right, who are you firing at? I'm going to fire at uh, Gops. Hey, that'll do. That's a adjusted 22. That's a hit. Roll damage. For seven points of damage. Seven points damage. That's pretty solid showing from our halfling. Nice work. Okay. Your, your crossbow bolt strikes true. And I'm going to move to cover as well on the opposite side of the alley if there is some. Right. Nice work. So he, uh, he reels a bit under the strike. Uh, Grimace, you're up next. All right, Grimace is going to shout out, Gobs, we know about the dagger. You can make your choice. Get out of here. And he's going to just start charging down the alley, kind of vaulting over whatever refuse is there. Um, and he's actually going to go for the humanoid with the quarterstaff, this human figure. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah, you can get there. Okay. You can get a hit in. Tr- 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 
18 total to hit. Oh, that's a hit. All right. So he's just going one-handed with this first hit. Uh, that's going to be eight points of damage altogether. Yes. And then swiftly just following that up, kind of clubs with, with one hand with the staff, and the next one's following through with a punch. Okay. Which is six points of damage. All right. What was the uh, what was the strike? The number that you hit? AC. Oh, right. <laughs> Hold that thought. <laughs> okay, it was a natural sixteen, so twenty-one altogether. Yep. For how much damage? Six is it points. All right, you knock him out. He's. I mean, are you killing or subduing? No, I think he's going to go for subduing again. Just not really knowing the situation and just trying to deal with the threat. Yeah, you uh, you 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 take him out. You hit him in the in the solar plexus, and then you come up with a with a punch that just knocks him flat. You see a hand crossbow clatter to the pavement, uh, the cobblestone there. Gobbs is uh, standing there, and he's he he looks at you, and he looks uh, he looks at the. Uh, I have no choice. And he uh, he swings uh, he swings his club. At you, and uh, don't think he hits twelve. Uh, nope, twelve. All right, so I think he he swings uh, over over your head and uh, clack crashes into the uh, crashes into the wall. He he looks like he's going to try and take a step back, but he glances upwards at the uh, at the upper floors and looks back to you, and he just kind of he settles in to uh, to to basically fight mm. and, and then see what happens. So that's his turn. Next up, we have all right the kobolds. They uh, <laughs> they both go. Rada comes up, and he is going to he's going to try and strike at Gobs, and unfortunately he misses. And Uchu leaps off of uh, Alrothius' shoulder, bounds off of uh, one of the crates. And heads down to uh, to join his brood mate. He hits. All right, so he comes in and does a, a shot to Gob's knee. This one knows. This one knows. Klaatu dead. Don't die, Gob's. Don't. There's another crash from up above, and give me a Halfus. You're down. You're still down at mm-hmm. the end of the alley, right? Yeah. Give me a quick perception check. Okay, sixteen. You start to hear you, you hear the sound of, of of a lot of glass breaking, but then you smell above the d- distinct and uh, sharp smell of your uh, the gunpowder, the expended gunpowder. You also smell the sound, uh, the, the, the distinctive scent of fire. Fire! There's a there's a fire! And it's your it's your turn. So, would these boxes be able to hold my weight? Yeah. I think so. Wait, how much do you weigh? <laughs> well, that's the thing. So I, I googled how much hippos weigh, and it was several tons. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I, oh I, I, I made it a moderate, you know, sort of retirement weight of <laughs> 3,576 pounds, because that's how much hippos weigh. <laughs> I don't know. Is that... Is that, is that accurate? I don't know. That's. I mean, not that it's not accurate in the natural world. I'm just saying. Well, and I looked for gifts, and there was nothing. There was nothing to like clarify. Gosh, 
Um, because I mean, then you'd be like crashing through stuff all over the place and stuff. Um, give me a, you know what? Okay, let's let's let the dice make the call. Give me a deck oh, save. No. Oh, oh yeah, no! Inspiration. Yeah, I might have to use that. Thanks for. All right, mm, using yeah. the inspiration. Woohoo! Deck save. Don't let me down. I'd say a 10. Oh, well, yeah, 10. then I've already hit that. So, natural 19. Yeah. And cool. Yeah. All right. So. All right. So, you um I think like you 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 step on like the uh the the corners of the boxes, right? You kind of mm-hmm. balance yourself well onto the corners of the boxes and and I think you see the uh the opening which uh Brada had pointed out. If you you you've hopped over a couple of crates and then you can see if you drop down over on this side, you'll be able to get into that opening. That's what you were up, up for doing. Yeah. I wanted to... Yeah, I think that's what I'm up for doing okay. at this point. I think it, at this point, he's, he's not he's not making... He didn't make his first shot, so he's feeling a little demoralized, so he's going to try to do something that he thinks he can actually succeed in. <laughs> Getting clear clearer picture of, of everything and having, you know, smelt fire, I yeah, think yeah. he's kind of like, they've got it covered, I'll try something else. <laughs> Time for some heroics. All right, you. Um, I think your speed. Your speed. You're, you're still at thirty, yeah. right? Thirty feet. Yeah. So I think you can. You can make the stairs. Like as soon as you get in through that door, there's a stair. A stairwell that leads mm-hmm. over to your right. So I think you can make it up a okay. set of stairs by that time. Cool. Getting around. Simeon, you're next. I think Sim's gonna look back and forth real quick between Grimace, the kobolds, and the lieutenant, and be like. Uh, um, and I think I'm gonna fire one more time at at the bugbear, and then probably dart in after the lieutenant general. So gonna fire crossbow. Sounds good. That's gonna be a nine to hit. Uh, unfortunately, no. I think uh, I think the bolt maybe strikes the strikes the wall next to him, or maybe uh, glances off of the uh, the cobblestone. But unfortunately, not able to. Strike true. I think I'm going to move to where, uh, just to the doorway opening, so maybe I can try to still see down the hallway, but also try to maintain eye contact on the Lieutenant General. Okay. Yeah, I think you you can kind of like kind of make your way into, you kind of squirrel your way in between the boxes versus having to hop over them. And you're able to get into that doorway, and you can see like between the uh, the seams of two crates, you can kind of see the end of the alley there. And then you look in, and you can see up the uh, the stairwell. There's a uh, like a, a tarnished and like stained, uh, you know, like a, a grimy lantern that's up at the base of the next stairwell. So you can kind of see the 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 big shadow of the lieutenant as uh, he makes his way up the stairs. I'm also going to switch my uh, psionic focus and make sure that iron durability is up. Iron durability. All right, cool. Well, uh, we'll talk a little bit about that, what that means when something happens. <laughs> Grimace! All right. What are you doing? Um, you got a whole face full of bug. Oh, there. yeah. So Grimace is, is just convinced that this is a situation he doesn't love. Um, he's going to turn to the, the kobolds for the briefest moment and say, Lads, what's the deal with the dagger? I don't I don't want him to die. And I'm just going to focus back in on Gobs and, and say, Come on, Gobs. Come back to yourself. Um, and I'm just going to take the dodge action. 
Oh, interesting. And just stand there and try to kind of, I, I want to parlay with him. I don't, I, I think Grimace is kind of convinced in this moment that maybe him knocking out the last kobold is what triggered the whole dagger incident. And he's like, I, I want to kill somebody else this way. So he's. Okay. Give me, uh, you're trying to persuade him, but you're also trying to observe what his reaction is going to be. Go ahead and give me a persuasion check, okay. and then follow that up with. You probably can't do this in the same round, but I, I'm the dungeon master. I really don't care. <laughs> right after that, do give me an insight check as soon as you're done. Okay, with that. persuasion and then insight. Yep. All right. Fourteen altogether for persuasion. Okay. And then the insight. Seven. So I think uh, you see his face, like his his tightened jaw kind of uh, slackens a bit. I. Don't want to do this. I've no choice. I, I. And you see the uh, the flickering image of a dagger in his chest start to materialize. And uh, he 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 stumbles a bit. And I think that's that's your turn. Yeah, I think the kobolds go right after that's right. So, I think Barada and. Yeah, they're both going to do it. Barada and Uchu, they, they look at each other, and then they look at you, Grimace, and they say, Must! Must! Must fight him! Must fight him! This one, save him! And he, I think Uchu launches an attack. Okay. He, uh, he, he, he tries to, uh, tries to hurl flurry! Well, not quite a flurry. He's not up for that yet. Um, so he's going to try and strike, and he hits. Uh, let's see. Let's do Murata. And Uchu also. No, he misses, unfortunately. Okay. So a couple of good... Uh, one one good strike kind of lands on him. <laughs> must. Must finish. Wolf to finish. And he takes a swing at one of the kobolds as it's like scrambling over his chest he tries to uh make a connection in the worst way and unfortunately misses um okay top of the uh top of the top of the round um i think you you all grimace or uh not grimace sorry lieutenant as you're heading up the stairs you hear another crash and you hear um what sounds like a door being kicked off its frame so it's your turn. You can, uh, I think you can make it, you can make it up to about the uh, the fourth floor. So as you're going, what are you doing? Are you- sure. I mean, I, I think he would be looking for, uh, for, for, for Lenka um, at this point. I think he just assumes that he's in there and, and because, you know, this bugbear's in the area that something's gone down. So because he's our, he's our employer, that's who he's mainly going to be looking for is to try to get him out of this. You come up around the uh, the uh, uh, up to the fourth floor, and you you look up to the next landing, and you see uh, you see two shapes up the top at the top. I think actually with with the light scattered lighting that sort of thing, you can pick out another co- another uh, bugbear. Is <laughs> standing at the top of the landing with a with another human who's there. This one, they're both you know dressed in darker colors. The the bugbear has a club out already, and the human has a uh, short sword and has a uh, a satchel that's uh, that's around his shoulders. He looks at the it looks at the bugbear and and looks down at you and says, "Go on then, take care of this. We got to get out of here. Thank you, your brother." And the bugbear like looks down at you and I don't know what you see. Give me an insight check. 
10. Uh, almost resignation. Okay. But he starts stomping down the stairs toward All right. Grimace, you're up, lad. All right. Um, again, he's just going to tell, tell Gobbs, All right, Gobbs, if you can't control it, throw, throw everything you got at me. Come on. If you have to hit me, hit me. Um, and he's going to take a dodge action again. He's just, he's convinced he doesn't want to deal damage to this guy right now. Okay. All right. All right. So you take dodge action, and that gives him disadvantage, right? On striking. Yes, I believe so. Okay. All right. So, okay. Simeon, you're up. I think Sim, seeing what Grimace is doing in the alley, is going to dart up after the lieutenant general and. Uh, he's gonna take the he's gonna take a dash action and so he's gonna move fifty feet okay. to get as far up as he can in the stairwell. Yeah, I think I think yeah, yeah, I think you make it up to that fourth floor landing. Halorothius is uh, is halfway up the stairs and you see the other two kinda of similar to the scene I described, you see the other two up there and you see uh, another bugbear that's coming down towards him. So yeah, you you make it that far. The kobolds go. We got two good hits. Um, both of them like uh, scramble up and are, are, are winding their way around him. And uh, I think he's he's dazed, right? He's uh, maybe not mechanical, but he's dazed. He's like he's kind of swaying like this, and he's he's trying to take a swing. And I think he he he. Uh, I can't give up. I will see it through. He's aiming towards you, Grimace, and he takes a swing. And I think you're you're able to just block it easily. Sure. I think like you just you just wax on wax off that stuff. It's just it's out of the way. <laughs> so yeah, good uh, good defense dodge action is effective, and he is woozy. He's not looking good. Yeah, uh, I think his gun hasn't been working for him, and I think the lieutenant would interpret that resignation as as just like a, a side effect of battle in general. So nothing personal, just fighting. So he's he's mm. he's gonna put his head down and and take that head first charge. Nice, nice. So uh, talk to me about head first charge, so the so the audience at large can. Uh... <laughs> yeah. So as we all know, hippos are uh, giant, freaking hulking masses. So I I the way I interpret the action is this very sort of just like bestial movement nothing nothing really intelligent about it just a very sort of like physical you know melee attack so the the gif can try to knock a creature over and if the gif moves at least 20 feet in a straight line that ends with five feet of a of a large or small creature that creature can uh, must succeed on a dc 14 strength saving throw or take seven 2d6 bludgeoning damage and be knocked prone. Whew. Nice. I like it. Now, now, as far as the way we had it put together, there's not... Um, is there an attack action that's attached to this or is it just straight up, I do a saving throw? There was no attack action involved. It was just uh, you do it and they either make this the strength save or they don't. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to go with that because, I mean, that's what we see in the stat block for the gift. Okay. I think that works out fine. And by the way, in that very same snap blog, I do notice you do have dark vision. So I'm going to write that down then because I... All right. So it looks like I have a DC 14 strength save to make. So or 
Get knocked, 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 knocked over. All right, here we go. Keg. Keg. Keginator. Uh, 19. Gosh darn it. Um, and he's a, he's a thin, thin character. He's not, um, he's not on the yeah. strong side. It looks like he's more, and from what you understand from Linka, these guys are, uh, uh, thieves. Right. Right. They're infiltrators, that sort of thing. So, all right. So I think he, he manages to, to, to kind of sidestep out of the way, um, uses what strength he has to try and maybe push himself off of your head and mm. up against the wall as you, as you blast by him. Uh, where do you end up? Do you end up on the next stairwell, I think? Yeah, I think I would, and I think he would just kind of, like, ground himself and then turn yeah, around yeah. just I think to like ready You're face-to-face with that other, with the, the, the human that was there that told him to oh. take care of business. So, yeah, you're on that fifth floor now, and you can see down the hallway, and you see smoke coming from one of the doors, and that door is, like, kind of canted off and leaning against okay. the opposite hall, uh, uh, opposite of the hallway. All right. I like it. Trying new things. That's the way to go. That's what to do. Grimace, what are you doing? Oh, man. Um, okay, he's going to now look for the dagger in um, Gobbs's chest. It, do I see the dagger at all? If so, what is it and doing? And when he committed to strike, you don't see okay. it. Okay. It, it flickered away. Okay. Um, noticing that then, he is going to just continue to, to try and just kind of goad him on and and come on, Gobs, you can hit harder than that. And just stay with that, that defensive stance. Stay with that dodge action. Not glamorous, but it's... No, no, no. I, I like what you're doing, man. I, 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 I like it, and it's it's what the doctor ordered. I like it. We don't have any cowbells here. But we're going to go. <laughs> this is the prescription. All right, Simeon. All right. I'm going to do something a little weird. You're going to head for a charge? <laughs> kind of. So I like where your head's at. Sim Let's is go. going to run forward and using an ability that's called Toppling Shift. Nice. And so I'm going to burn two of my Psy points to use this. Mm-hmm. And what you see happen is... As Sim is running forward, all of a sudden, he goes from his small form, he's running, he shrinks, and as he gets next to the other guy, he comes back with a shoulder against him and goes back to his full size. And so, this is a save, and I'm actually going to use my inspiration to force you to roll with disadvantage. Oh. And it's a strength... Like it. What kind of what It's kind a of strength save? save DC 12. And in here's here's the flavor. If this succeeds, I'd like to topple him over the banister. Oh, nice! I like it. Okay. Okay, let's do it. Disadvantage. Here we go. He has no additions to strength, so it's flat die roll. <sighs> Rolled a seventeen and a one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Let's flavor this up. We're coming to the close of the episode here soon. Hopefully nobody dies unnecessarily. (laughs) Maybe this guy does. He goes over the banister, and as he goes, his satchel gets hooked onto one of the the, the poles there, um, the the, the handrail. And the strap snaps open, the bag flies open, and papers go everywhere. Um, He plummets 
five floors. Let's see. Uh, Oof. 27, 27 D6. <laughs> something like that. Uh, let's see. Yeah, um, I think he lands on his head. Um, so you know, along the way down, he like he hits like a, a couple of other railings, and then finally like lands with a sickening thud at the bottom of the stairs. It's like Javert. And, uh, yeah, I think like <laughs> you know, he he rolled a one, so I think everything you wanted happened. And in fact, you uh, you you look down, and one of the papers kind of lands uh, lands near you. And as uh, you, I think you're just kind of a passing glance, you look down and it looks like some kind of deed or something like that or, or document of ownership. And it says the Lombard Runner on the top. Okay. Um, so technically speaking, <laughs> um, toppling shift is a bonus action. Oh, dear. So here's Get what I'd like here. to do. <laughs> Didn't I kick you off the show? (laughs) (laughs) And Jeff, this will help. So, final action. Can I see the human? He's looking down at the papers, and I think like you both are looking at the paper at the same time, and then you look up at each other. How far away is he? Um, I mean, he's like right in front of you. I mean, he's like he's five foot right there. Sim's gonna pull the glass dagger out of his uh, satchel and stab him in the chest with it. Give me a melee attack action with your absconded glass dagger. It's a natural 19 on the die. Uh, So I've got daggers marked down as a plus five for me, but I know that's using dex because it's a finesse weapon. So Mm -hmm. uh, that will be a 24 to hit. Okay. You, You strike out with the blade. Need to have you roll a wisdom save for me, please. Ten. Ten. Okay. You unfortunately take three points of psychic damage. Okay. All right. The dagger plunges in. If I can have you go ahead and roll a, uh, I need you to roll a d4 and a d6. Seven points. One on the D4, six on the D6. I think the blade uh, the blade strikes home. Obviously, you hit. There is a, a staccato, just rapid fire blaze of images that just burns into burns past your eyes. You you see uh, just different visions just kind of crossing in front of you um, different perspectives from from tall to short to uh, you know, from up high to uh, underwater to um, you see uh, uh, there's this this giant orb in front of you and there's these like wicked looking tendrils and stalks that are coming off of it and it's floating and it's just looming towards you and you you you, you close your eyes and you look back and you see the the man in front of you that you just stabbed and as you, I don't. When you pull back, do you pull your hand? Do you pull the dagger with you, or do you leave it in his chest? I'd leave it in. You leave it in, and as you come back, there's the. You look at him, and everything that is in your vision starts to splinter and crack. You you. It's like you're looking at a screen, 
and everything around you starts to splinter and crack you and as you as little shards of of broken what apparently is glass starts to kind of fragment and fall away the holes that are left behind are, are, are nothing but just blackness just inky blackness and tendrils just coming out towards you and you 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 step back and you, you you try and block your eyes away and i think this is when you get this backlash in your mind and it, it just this this shrieking agony and despair lack of control this 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 feeling of of no choices of only a singular motion a singular thing that you must do and you don't know what that is but you need to know what it is in order to live and you you, you can't figure it out you don't know what it is and and the glass just is shattering in your brain that it's shrapnel going everywhere now you're kind of like cowering at this okay so it's just kind of a natural reaction lieutenant you look over and you see him lash out there's a flash of light um this this kind of sickening purplish black light that comes from where he plunges the dagger into this guy the guy dies instantly um you see his eye the light in his eyes goes out instantaneously and as his hand leaves the dagger, the man's body cracks and breaks and shatters. You're watching this. What do you do? I pause. Jaw drops. And then I just turn and book it for the smoking room because I have a job to do. Nice. Okay. I buy it. I buy it. You are a person of, 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 of forward momentum. So your, your feet crunch through glass. You, you head down the hallway and you look in. There's, there's a lot of heat, obviously, coming from the room. What do you plan on doing when you get to the doorway? Well, you still probably got another 20, 25 feet of movement. Yeah, I think I'm going to probably cover like my, my nose and my mouth. Or what was that? Snoot? I don't know. Um, <laughs> Try not to breathe any smoke in, and I'm 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 just looking for Lenka at this point. Okay, two things. Give me a con mm-hmm. save, and then give me a perception. Okay. Um. Okay. So con save is thirteen, and then what was the perception check? Okay. Yeah, perception check. Mm-hmm. Three. So I think that there's there's been an opportunity for smoke to like really billow up, and I think that's where your con save comes into play and saves you because you're you're able to kind of like force yourself. You you've been through worse smoke mm-hmm. than this. I mean, come on, you've there's there's been incidents with firearms left and right in your history, and you know how to handle fires. So you're able to kind of cover yourself, and you're, you cough a little bit, but you're making your way through, and you're you know you're you're are you are you what are you doing as you walk in? Are you you know you're searching? What else are you? doing? Yeah, I think I think he's getting as low as is his you know stature allows, and he's he's probably just like through his his coat trying to yell Lenka. Lenka, are you awake? And then, like, just, like, kind of with his right hand, kind of, like, trying to, like, fan away smoke or, like, hit anything, try to get a sense of bearings. Uh, give me a quick deck save. 13. Okay. You um, you save yourself briefly. You think you see a shape on the ground that might be roughly the size of Lenka, but as you get closer, you see that it's a... Uh, it's a safe. 
that's been knocked on its side with the the, the door has been uh, um, opened. Um, inside there's there's money, there's you know some gold pieces that sort of thing. There's a couple of scrolls that are in there. Uh, inside uh, scroll cases, I should say two scroll cases are in there. Um, there's uh, there looks to be a couple of other scrolls that were opened. And uh, so yeah, so that's what you that's what you see there. Okay. But no, there's no response from anybody. All right. I'm gonna. I'm gonna take the money. <laughs> but we, yeah. yeah. Link a couple. <laughs> no, no, um, <laughs> you know, as much as I can grab, and I'm thinking of military coats. Usually, there's like a po- like an inner pocket. Hmm. Inner pocket the money. Yeah. But I'm gonna hold, I'm gonna grab the scrolls yeah. and just hold them openly. Um, mark on your character sheet that you have two scroll cases um, with you. You have uh, eighteen silver and three gold pieces that were gathered up. That way, you don't have to worry about it later. Okay, so you start to turn and, and make your way out, uh, Grimace. Yeah, I think I'll yell Lenko one more time and then just okay. Yeah. All right. Walk out, uh, Grimace. I think Gobbs is going to try and take another yep. swing at you. I'll roll with disadvantage just because you're in, you're using dodge, but he rolled an eight and a seven. Mm. Oh my gosh! Well, actually, he rolled lower because that's including his bonuses. Terrible. All right, Uchu. Uchu lands. Yeah, Uchu lands the definitive ball below, and Gobbs crumples like a sack of potatoes to the uh, in the alley. He is uh, he is unconscious at the moment. Beaten into oblivion by a pair of kobolds. <laughs> <laughs> How shameful! I mean, he does have a crossbow bolt that's sticking out of him, but uh, but he's 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 technically at zero and unconscious uh, and, and stable. Next up, we have Simeon. Is the world still shattered around me? Do you? What do you do? Do you like kind of open your eyes? Yeah. Okay, you open your eyes and you see. At least like ten bottles of wine worth of glass on the landing right here next to you. Um, amidst it, you know, you have all these uh, these papers and stuff that are all over the place. And then down the hall, you see the shape of the lieutenant emerging from the uh, the burning apartment. I think what Sim would probably do is try to gather as many of the papers as he could. And while he's looking yeah. for the papers, he's also going to see if the dagger is still there. Okay. Um, two things. Give me a dexterity save, and then also an invest. Uh, I guess perception check. That'd be fine. Dex save is a nine. Okay. Nine. Okay. You're not seeing the dagger at all. Okay. Um, in the process of trying to like sift and get the papers and stuff like that, you take a point of damage from cuts the glass okay do you want to move yeah i think would end up sim would end up kind of just standing up and turn to lieutenant general and be like did you find like no sign got these all right uh i say let's gather as many of these papers as we can and let's get out of here so yeah so i think um i think you guys managed to get down the uh down the stairs and out. Um, you're starting to see other people come out of their homes, families of uh, humans and, and some uh, scraggly-looking dwarves and um, 
obvious sailors who are trying to like decide if what they're seeing is real or is it because they're still drunk and they don't know what's going on. <laughs> At the mouth of the alley, you have a, a crumpled uh, gobs. Um, two kobolds are, uh, are looking at him. They're checking his chest. He doesn't seem to have the dagger there, at least right now. Think in the distance, you hear the sounds of uh, booted footsteps coming and the sharp call of the city watch's whistle. And that's where we'll end for the evening. Well done, everybody. That was, uh, that was spectacular. Oh. It was awesome. Job. That went so differently than I was anticipating. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, a, a, a headbutt that uh, knocks him. God, man, they could have knocked somebody out the window or something. Yeah, shrinking and then... I got to look at that character sheet. That's drastically more powerful. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. I'm so glad you were able to bring that out and uh, and use that in combat. That's fantastic. Some Ant-Man nonsense going on there. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> I know, right? That's so good. Well, I, as always, it is a tremendous pleasure to uh, to play alongside this, these wonderful folks uh, to uh, take a peek inside their uh, their wonderful imaginations and uh, and extract all the useful and delicious data that I need. Um, <laughs> that's not, that came out wrong. Um, as always, I'm Jeff Romo. I am your humble dungeon master, and I have the uh, the wonderful pleasure of uh, of having these completely amazing folks around me so ashley alan kyle thank you so much for joining you guys are with min max podcast an amazing show an intelligent show far more intelligent than the likes of me in this world deserves that, yeah it's nonsense but, uh, <laughs> you're gonna play Come that card nice try how dare you ashley since you spoke up, tell us how we can find out more about you guys. You can find us on iTunes, on what was the other podcast stuff we were usually Google on? Play, Stitcher. Yeah, Sun- thank you. Um, you can also find us at, on Facebook at MinMaxPod. You can find us on Twitter at MinMaxPod. What? Nothing. You can find us at MinMaxPod at gmail.com. Uh, you can find us on Instagram at MinMaxPod. Pretty much Google MinMax Pod and you're going to find all the things. Except Reddit, where we're oh. MinMax Podcast. Yes, indeed. Mm. Reddit, the tears of the internet. <laughs> I mean, at least we don't have a 4chan. <laughs> That's true. Damn. <laughs> all right, well. I am uh, with Inroads Ministries. Uh, you can always find out more about us at inroadsministries.com. This has been an Inroads Plays joint. And, uh, man, I'm having fun with this. You guys put together a good group of characters. Some good RPing. Let me tell That's you. That's mighty fine of RPing. That's some tasty I don't tell you. So if you two would like to go insane... <laughs> With players and friends around the table, <laughs> I strongly suggest, strongly suggest that you go and get your own darn game, get your own darn nerds and friends to be around that table and play that game with you, uh, because that's uh, that's the name of it: Just making friends, you know, rolling dice, playing a little make believe. In the end, friends are what matters. Thanks again to everybody listening in. I uh, can't wait for the next episode, and we will talk to you soon.
Ocho. Or, dang it, now I called him Ocho. <laughs> Ocho Cinco Seis Siete. All right, good.